All right, so uh, uh, just a little, uh, some preliminary information happens. This is a little different message. Uh, uh, churches, eight years? We're about to have our ninth year. So in the, in the nine-year history, we don't talk about affairs. I mean, obviously, we talk about uh, what God wants to talk about, what's going on in life in general. Everything in the Word is, is, is happening, what's going on in our life. But we don't really get pulled into what's happening out in the country or what have you. Because uh, people are always for and against. Even though they, they, somebody sitting next to you, while they're talking to you, they'll be for what you're saying. And when they leave you and they go around somebody else, they'll be for what they're saying. You know, so, you know, uh, you, know you have people that, you know, they'll get into a conversation. And, and if the conversation is everybody's in an uproar, they'll roll with their uproar. Because they they, they're thinking divisive. But then if, if the conversation's not going in that direction, they ain't saying nothing. Uh, so so you, you have to... And again, you know, people operate based on their personality, so we understand. So, so I actually, as I said, I normally don't even know what's going on. So my wife would tell you that a lot of times she's telling me what's going on. She may be more aware of things than I am. Uh, but the other night, well, the Lord gave me a message on Wednesday. Okay, I know I teach on Wednesday. But when I got home, I was up all night. He gave me a message. So I said, okay, well, you know, I, I, I'll line the message up and, Maybe after our fast week, I'll teach the message. No big deal. Then uh, that next Thursday, he downloaded me the artwork for the message. So I stayed up all night doing the artwork. So I said, okay, well, good. And when, when it's time for, us ever, time for us to do this message, I got everything ready. I don't have to do as much work as I normally do. And then um, I get my days together. I got a call Friday from a person in another state, and he was talking. And the person was sharing with me the, the, the uh, I'm gonna use the word again. I kind of use some of this stuff loosely because of my background. But the riot. This person was sharing with me about a riot, and so we we had a conversation on it. And we we talked through uh, his insight on on and and we talked through some things, and so I fell asleep because I've been tired. So I fell asleep that night. I woke up at one in the morning. And for that reason, I was led to go on social media, which I only on social media to make sure I like everything we, any of us put out there. And then I'm out. You know, I'm not really, I'm not a social media guy. And so, and I definitely don't, if it's drama, y'all might get mad at me, but I don't really want to know. You know, I don't, I don't like I don't like negative. My wife would tell you that I hate. I don't like anything negative. I like talking about negative. I don't like magnifying issues. That's just not me. So some of y'all that know me from back in the day, it's like, wow, you've really changed. Because yeah, I was negative. And so uh, I just, just was, I said, let me see what's happening out here. Uh, so I was up. I was supposed to go. I was, I was tired. It's 1 o'clock. Time to go to bed. I stayed up for another three hours. And then I actually went in my wife's study because I didn't have a charger in my study. I'm giving you all this too much information detail. And I just sat there and I wrote out stuff. I just wrote out stuff. And uh, I said, okay. I said, so Lord, so what do you want me to do? He says, well, I want you. No, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And it was Friday. Um, 
He says, well, I already gave you what to do. I gave you the message the other day. So I, wouldn't, I didn't parallel what I wrote with the message until he said that. So I said, okay, well, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, uh, even though that's not how we flow, <laughs> I'll uh, talk about, you know, just, you know, based on what you gave me, some things that's uh, related to what's going on. So I'm going to ask you to keep your hearts open and respectfully I'm going to ask you not to rush out of the, the word, right? Not to put a time frame on the word or rush out of the word because you can't change things at your convenience, okay? I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit different today. I, I don't know how this is going to flow. I don't have a, a preconceived script. So I'm asking, oh, some of y'all saying, well, we're not at the church. I'm asking you not to rush out of your TV, not to rush out of your, if you're calling in or whatever you're doing, I'm just asking you not to rush out of uh, what we have to say today. I want to read this to you because, again, I told you I don't know what the flow is, so I was out uh, running this morning and trying to get rid of the poundage that I picked up doing this. <laughs> at home and so the Lord uh, this is something I read so while I was warming up uh, on a bike before I went running I read this as Psalm, Psalm 19 is one of the passages that I read and verse 13 and 14 Psalm 19 13 and 14 again I haven't, I'm not, haven't gotten into the message yet I just want to give it just a little foundation so verse 13, it says, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. That's overconfidence, okay? It says, let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression, okay? It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. That is a foundation of who Pastor Keith is as a Christian, as a person. Like I, uh, Lord, I don't want to be overconfident. Um, I don't want overconfidence to have dominion over me. I want to remain upright, innocent from great transgression. So I'm not, that might not line up with what everybody's doing. That might not be lined up with what everybody thinks I should do. Uh, I want the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be accepted when the sight. Because I'm serving a great people. I don't know what everybody needs. So I want to make sure I get out the way. My wife will tell you that. I spend a lot of time making sure I get out the way. Uh, more, more time doing that than even study. I just want to be out of the way. I just want to be, you know, make sure I'm in God's face. So I, I can't do that and keep up with everything that's going on in the world. I got to stay. I got to keep my face in his book. Right? The scripture says, uh, Matthew 22. Let's go Matthew 22. Uh, I'm going to ask you to pray for me while the whole time, but I'm going to ask you to, to be patient with me because I don't want to rush through what God wants to say today. All right? So be patient. Um, verse 37. It says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. So this is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. Thou shalt, shalt love the, thy neighbor as thyself. 
On these two commandments hang the law and the prophets. Again, foundationally, that's how, as a pastor, that's what I'm responsible for. I'm responsible for loving the Lord with all my heart, teaching and guiding people into loving the Lord with all their heart, and also loving their neighbors as themselves. That's what I'm responsible for. That may not line up with, with, with and, I'm, and I'm not telling it to line up with what everybody's doing in the world. I'm saying as a Christian, that's what I'm responsible for. for. I'm responsible to minister to people, um, serve people. First and foremost, despite popular belief, the ho- popular belief, the household of faith. So primarily the people that have, have committed their lives and given their lives to Christ, I, prim- first and foremost, I have to have a respect for them. But not just them. I'm, uh, oh, I'm a part of labor that's, in the, that's, that's out there in the harvest, harvesting souls to, to uh, bring people to be born again and to live for God. That's more important um, than anything else that's going on uh, for what I'm designed to do. Not, this is, I signed on to something and I'm lining up with what I sign on to. It doesn't, you know, it does. It may not line up with every with what everyone thinks I should do. So again, household of faith first. But then I'm offering salvation to anyone that wants to receive it. I'm offering salvation. I'm not forcing it. I'm offering salvation. So again, yes, the household of faith. But I'm trying to bring more people into the house. But I'm offering it everywhere I go because I don't know if that person in front of me in line could be thinking something crazy and do something crazy that day. I could be the catalyst to stop chaos just by offering salvation to everyone I encounter. But not be so caught up in my own world that I'm not going to even share what I do have that could relieve people from their pain, their frustration, and their anger, right? Scripture tells us, uh, uh, it tells us, what well, says this. It says, choose today who you will serve. So, I, so the young man had, um, uh, he's, you know, he, had a, he said he had a particular intent, but he realizes that it could have been taken the wrong way. But he, uh, he, he posted a line, because I told you I started looking through stuff, which I normally don't do. So, so I normally don't know what your business is. But this week, if you, if, you, if, if you did something crazy, I probably saw it. Not this week, Friday. Not this week, just Friday. Normally, I probably don't know. You're probably looking at me like, does he know? No, I don't, because I'm not, I'm not following nobody like that. But, but if you did something Friday, <laughs> look, look, I know, right? And I forgive you. But uh, <laughs> it, uh, the scripture says, uh, so the person wrote, uh, lines are being drawn, what side of history you're going to be on? You know, basically lines are being drawn, right? So, and so, you know, so I, I had a conversation with the person. I said, so you know, when you wrote that, how that could be taken. And they was like, oh, you know, that's not what I intended. I understand. But I'll say this. All right, let's, let's use that phrase, lines are being drawn. So choose you this day who you will serve. That's what the scripture says, right? With Joshua 24. Uh, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, right? Um, so I, as I was med- meditating on this, I was thinking through, uh, I grew up, I'm, I'm a Western, old Western guy 
but I grew up, and I probably first saw this storyline in a comedy. Uh, I'm older, so I watched the Abbott and Costello growing up. I don't even know if y'all know who that is. I know you know who the older people know who that is, but you go look them up. They 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 clowns, like they really clowns, like they they. So they would come on every Sunday, you know, every Sunday, and so so. I would watch them, and they had this, uh, they did this little skit about the Hatfields and McCoys. I don't know if y'all know what the Hatfields and McCoys are. But Hatfields and McCoys, uh, and it started Civil War. You know, after Civil War, people, they were fighting over land. This my land, that's my land, and they were fighting over land. But somebody got so angry that they ended up uh, killing one of the family members. And so uh, the person they thought did it, they found out it was, probably was an uncle, so the uncle did it, but didn't take credit for it. Let the other person get in trouble for it. But either way, so I don't know if it was the Hatfields or McCoys, but so then now the other family goes, oh, you gonna, you gonna kill my cousin? So then they retaliate. And uh, it's, it's uh, I mean, you can, it's in Wikipedia, right? It's a feud that went on for years with people getting locked up, death, and it was basically people going back and forth um, uh, in this battle. And so when I think about choose you this day who you serve, do you want to serve the Hatfields and McCoys or God? All right, just, just think about that for a second. So I think of uh, uh, in this time, I also think of, I still haven't gotten into what I'm going to talk about yet. <laughs> but I think about this time, I think of Second Chronicles 2020. In Second Chronicles, you had uh, you had uh, uh, these kingdoms was coming against the children of Israel, or Jehoshaphat, and so and Jehoshaphat heard that there was gonna be uh, basically mayhem and chaos. This is mayhem and chaos. He called a solemn assembly, called everybody together, but he didn't call everybody together to strap up physically. He called everybody to strap up spiritually. And they got on their face and prayed. And the scripture says that the Lord sent ambushments, took out the kings. When, when uh, Jehoshaphat and them showed up for war, all they saw was all these people laid out and with all their stuff. The scripture says it took them three days to gather all the spoils. Now, I don't know why them people went out to war with all their stuff. <laughs> you know, maybe they're paranoid like some of us. Well, I don't want to leave it at home. Somebody might steal it, right? But it said they went out with all their stuff. So basically, they went in after prayer. God took care of the battle because the scripture says the battle was the Lord's. I ain't think about it. My bad, right? The scripture says the battle was the Lord's. And... uh. He sent ambushments, and basically they just got rich, right? But this was the result of prayer. All right, so the question probably here can be here or has been at times based on how everybody's growing and maturing in their relationship with God. You know, why you don't talk about, I've even heard it asked, why you don't talk about what's happening out here? Uh, you know, why you didn't wear a hood? or Why you didn't do this, that, and the other? Well, Again, respectfully, and I, I said this to the guys at God Talk, like, like I'm, a, I'm, I'm God's servant first, and I'm God's people's servant second. 
And that may not line up with what everybody's doing. You see what I'm saying? So the reality is we can't speak by the pressure of men, but by the leading of God. So I don't speak by the pressure of men. I can't. I'm a puppet. I'm all over the place. I'm, 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 so, I, so, so, so that's why. Um, you know, so even this message, it wasn't necessarily prompted by uh, social media or stuff like that. It wasn't, you know, but it's, it was prompted by God saying, this is what I want you to talk about. Let's go to Proverbs 4. And our, our title for today is Divide and Conquer. And what we'll see is how the adversary, actually we talked about a little bit of this at 9.15. Uh, we've been teaching on the disciples' victory. And we talked about how the adversary has been working to try to divide us uh, because that's the only way he can conquer you. He can't conquer you when you're in agreement. Like a household, the, 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 in a household, he can't stop nobody in the household unless he divides you. You notice when, when households start getting crazy, people are in division, right? When households start getting crazy, people are in division. So, so, so it, it really is, um, it really is, uh, a setup here. So the Lord, I told you, gave me the message on Wednesday. I don't know when everything specifically happened because I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but divide and conquer. So Proverbs 4, we'll go to Proverbs 4. Some of these scriptures will be very familiar. Proverbs 4.23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Another version says, guard, guard your heart with all diligence. So what are we guarding our heart for? First and foremost, we're guarding our heart from Satan. One of the attributes of Satan or one of his uh, designations is he's a divider. Guard your heart from the divider. Guard your heart from the divider. All right, let's go to Proverbs uh, 6. I know he's in four. Proverbs 6 is not that far away. It's around the corner, down the street. All right, so Proverbs 6, and we'll start here. I think I want to start. I think I want to start here, verse 13. Mm-mm-mm. There's so much in here. I really don't want to. I want to go. I'll just give you, since I know I have, I gave you 13. I guess I'll start. Well, we're going to do 13 through 19, but I'm going to start at verse 9. <laughs> it says, how long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? You know, in your stupor there. Right? It says, yet a little sleep and a little slumber, a little folding of hands to sleep. It says, so shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want as an armed man, right? It says a naughty person and a wicked man walketh with a froward mouth, okay? Right, it says uh, he winketh with his eye, he speaketh with his feet, he teaches with his fingers. It says frowardness is in his heart, right? He devises mischief continually. Look, he soweth discord. He so he divides is what that's saying, right? 
So this person is 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 slick, uh, but has a a hidden agenda. All right, is that a good way of putting it? Verse fifteen. It says, "Therefore shall his calamity." This person that see he doesn't get away with it, because people reap what they sow. Uh, it says. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. Right? So anyone slick, not just this guy right here. (laughs) Right? We good? All right, 16. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. It says, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that are swift, reacting, swift in running to mischief. Right? It says, a false witness that speaketh lies, and look, look, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Now, you know that last one is number seven. That's the thing that he hates. He that divides, anyone that divides is what God hates. And so, so, so again, we have some things going out in our society and some of the things that's happening, you have different uh, takes, responses, different worldviews. Some, some are working to uh, harmonize and some are working to divide. Some are operating in meekness, that's... Uh, to persuade and return for attack, right? That's, you know, that's what Scripture says. That's what Moses was a meek man. Persuade and return for attack. Some, some are looking to attack and return for attack, right? Some of, the, some of the things that I've been hearing is take a stand, right? Take a stand. Uh, whatever you do, just take a stand, you know, uh, whatever that means to the different individuals. This is the thing. Taking a stand has a cost. Pastor Keith did not say don't take a stand. What he's saying, it has a cost. And you got to ask yourself, are you willing to pay the cost? Are you willing to pay the cost? All right, so, and this is, this is reality. You know, I'm not negative, but I do, y'all know I deal in truth. So the reality is this. This is actually go- about to happen. This is going to happen uh, to some people even this week, uh, unfortunately. Some people, they haven't counted the cost. The Bible says count the cost before you make a move. Some people are going to lose their jobs just for some of the things that they're posting. Pastor Keith is not giving his opinion on if they should or should not lose their jobs. I'm telling you, some people are about to lose their jobs. Now, Now, see, if you notice, I didn't say whether you should or should not because I'm just making you aware of the cost. Now, if, if you are as adamant and as are, are as serious about the stand you're taking, you're like, hey, I knew that already. Cool. My job is worth it. My family is worth it. Right? So some people are going to lose their jobs this week. Nothing personal or not just this week during this process. Um, so I pray that they've counted that cost, right? Right? So, and it may be okay. You know, you might be okay. You might be cool, right? Um, uh, 
some will go to jail for violence, right? Some people will go to jail for violence. It's a cost, right? Right? Um, I remember, uh, maybe not to the same extreme, but, you know, I was sharing a little bit of my background to the guys on Guy Talk. But, uh, you know, you know, all y'all know Pastor as a solid Christian, you know. Even if people in Ohio, y'all know me as a solid Christian. But I actually, uh, I don't know, I guess I grew up an advocate. I care about what happens to people, I always have. But you take me without Christ, I'm going to, um, I'm, 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 I'm more reactive, not responsive, Right. And so what I did, yeah, I remember, uh, some of y'all might remember this is, you know, because everybody watching now. So uh, I was worked for, I told my wife, I worked for a trucking company. And I, you know, what they would do is they were, they were really cheating these guys on how they was paying them. Now, I'm a manager, man. I'm good in what I'm getting paid. I went in the office and got everybody raises. You know, my wife did that at, at, uh, actually at the church. Uh, but I went and got raises. Now, these people weren't happy with what I did because... They got to give up more money. They was getting cheap labor. So I got the guys raised. Actually, I got a $7,000 raise, you know. Um, but I didn't, let that, I didn't let it go at that. I harassed them people every day. Matter of fact, I, I, you might remember this. This is, y'all might think it's stupid, but I did. I, every day I came in. Oh, how I hate my job. Like, now I'm doing my job. I made them a lot of money because I worked very hard. But, I, but the whole day I'd be singing, oh, I hate my job. And I, I, I have flashbacks of the, the other management. I used to see the faces and it was like, oh, God, I can't take this. But nobody, I mean, wasn't nobody going to beat me up or nothing. But it was just like, Ugh! like if they could, I could see somebody punching me in my face. If they could, like, wasn't probably doing worse than that. Blowing up my car or whatever. Like that's how antagonizing I was. Well, I lost that job. Just let y'all know, I, they fired me. No matter how much money I made, they, listen, that's how, how strong of an antagonist I was. Because I could have been a mild antagonist. It's like, listen, dude getting on our nerves, but we getting paid up in here. We ain't letting him go. No, 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 no. Obviously, the money wasn't worth it. So guess what? I ate that cost. Uh... I was, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I did some little edgy, took some edgy stands when I saw somebody being abused uh, when I worked in New York. Uh, that, that wasn't, that didn't take no while. That didn't take long at all. That took like the next day. I lost my job. They wanted to hire me back because of the, because it was a, working with in corrections and, and it was a crazy environment and I kept things calm when I was there. But I said, I can't work here now because I don't know, I don't have that. I, what, what made me effective is I wasn't worried about my job, but y'all just let me go. So now y'all gonna bring me back and treat me like a puppet, no. Uh, I, oh, oh, in college, in college. So we're working, uh, you have full staff in the kitchen and so work-study program, y'all know work-study programs. I'm in the kitchen, I'm working. And uh, while I'm working, I looked around, and I realized nobody showed up for work. So I'm doing the job of like 10 folk. 
And so, I, but I did the job. I'm the type of person, I work hard, did the job. So I'm about to take my, my, my uniform off to go home, and the guy said, uh, where you going? I said, well, I'm going home. He says, no, you ain't going home. He says, you got to take care of those pots over there. So, you know, it, you figure, work study, you got these huge pots, and they were filthy. And I had already, they already did everybody's job. I'm putting stuff in the dishwasher, taking stuff out of the dishwasher. I'm cleaning it off. The, I said, that ain't my job. This is what I said. He says, well, if that ain't your job, then give me your shirt. Now, I ain't got no money. I want work study. I need the money. I took my shirt off. I said, well, you can take the shirt because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So, so I'm, I'm saying each time there was a cost, I ate the cost. I never went back to that job. And so, so, so there's decisions people are making. I'm just saying they have a cost, right? Um, <laughs> uh, you, you, you've heard stuff like, uh, kill them too. These are some of the statements you hear. Riot. These are some of the statements you hear. Uh, uh, it's the silent people's fault. Right? You hear those things. Uh, <laughs> uh, should I think that as a Christian? That's going to go through some people's minds. Fight, fight, fight. Uh, I'm tired. I'm tired of this. You've, you've heard that. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You've heard pray. You've heard that. You've heard pray. Um, you've heard this. He, they or he or them shouldn't have put themselves in that position. You've heard that line, right? You know, person shouldn't have put themselves in that position. It wouldn't happen to them, right? Oh, how about this one? It's the government. It's the government's fault. You've heard that. Um, uh, Christians always talk about praying, right? You've heard that one, right? And, and, and this is the thing is, we're not talking about reactive. We're talking about proactive. We were talking about praying before there was a situation. Not just when there's a decision. Pray, pray now too, but we're talking about praying before that. So I will tell you this. What I've learned in my life is the value of positioning, right? And I've learned that to get in position, they can't see you coming. If they see you coming, you may never get to the position. Some of y'all, uh, I'm not going to say the name because this is probably, this is BC days where the comedian would, uh, he was talking about how he's walking in the bushes and he's walking and he's trying to be quiet and the, the person behind him walking on leaves. You know, ksh, ksh. like, come on, man. We, we don't want them to know we coming, right? Some of us, we ain't just walking on leaves. We, okay, we're, it's a stealth mission. We're trying to get to a position, right? We in the, we in the woods, in the jungle. Yo, man, how long is it going to take for us to get there? You think they know we coming? Yo, is that them? Is that them over there? No, don't give up your position, right? But some of us are rolling like that, right? <laughs> Yo, man, my feet hurt. <laughs> right? So, so some, the whole point, we were talking about this in the last, in the discipleship class, in a war, high ground is important. Right? So, 
Some of us are giving away our high ground position, and Satan's snipers are taking us out one by one. Right? We're, we're becoming easy targets. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8. And, and, and his snipers sow discord and try to divide. See, see, think about this. Oh, just think about this. How many situations have you been in where you've been in harmony with a situation and a person just asked you a question and caused div division? Like they just said, you like that? You like them? What do you think about what they did? You don't really, listen, I know someone, uh, they were trying to take over a ministry. And so what they did was, so by the time they showed up the ministry, people had made mistakes, uh, just because of, not because they evil, but they just kind of was, you know, how you grow as a Christian, sometimes you could be zealous, or sometimes you could be overconfident, or sometimes you could just be immature, or sometimes you could just be in the flesh trying to grow in the spirit. So each time this, these people have made these mistakes, it was addressed, it was corrected, they were challenged, it cost them uh, maybe some positioning for a while, they, 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 they were healing, right? The person showed up and was like, heard the story of, of what the person had already got through. It's like, that's how that was handled? I wouldn't have handled it that way. What do you think about what happened to you back then? And so then the person started to what? Think about what happened, it was like, yeah, yeah. You know, and before you know it, now the person's like questioning everything. Look, the adversary slipped in and created a divide, right? All he had to do is create misunderstanding, right? Sniper, bam, saw you moving. And, and, and the person that started talking to him, the reason why they did, because the person loudly kept expressing, uh, their benefits. Yeah, I got, yeah, I got inside connection. Yeah, well, you know, actually, they're looking to promote me to such and such. Hey, well, you know, uh, I've gotten favor with such and such. Actually, uh, uh, I went on vacation with them. And, uh, and the person's like, okay, I'm trying to get position. I got to get them out of the way. So I got to get them to question the, 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 the value they already have. And I got to get them to cause some type of division so the person that's giving them favor will question their loyalty. So now, once I, once I create that divide, I can just move, I can, I've divided, now I can conquer, right? All right, all right, so, so we'll see how this all lines up to what's going out, on out here. Romans 8, this scripture, we, we talk about a lot here at our church, uh, but it'll make a lot of sense here. Romans 8, and we'll start here, verse 19. Again, I ask you to be patient with me, please, um, and stay locked in. Uh, uh, we're going to start, we, we're going to end at verse 19. Well, we might not end at verse 19, but I want to highlight verse 19, but I'm going to read verse 18 because it locks into this. It says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Right? Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. We talked about this in Master Life how sons of God operate a different way. They respond a different way. So all creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Verse 20, for the creature was made subject to vanity. We were designed subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope, right? 
It says, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, right? For we know that the whole creation, look, groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. So everything in creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. When there's craziness and pressure, everything, the creation doesn't know what they're looking for, but they're groaning and travailing for solutions and options and answers and God has packaged them in, the, in his sons of God. He said the, his love abroad in our heart, so people are looking for that, right? But normally, we get pulled into the mess as opposed to being a solution to the mess. The scripture says in Proverbs 29.2, uh, Proverbs 29.2, it says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Let's go to Proverbs 29 real quick for another scripture, uh, verse 18. And so, you know, around here, we've, we've used uh, those two scriptures, Romans 8, 19 and Proverbs 29, 2. And I've referenced the Lion King a lot when, you know, Scar would, wanted to divide and conquer the kingdom. So what he had to do is he had to chase Simba away from his inheritance and he had to take out uh, Mufasa who had the kingdom. So he had to divide them. Simba's out playing around in the jungle eating bugs when the kingdom is being destroyed. He's the guy that was supposed to keep it a rightful place. So, you know, of course, in the movie, it was all gray. Hyenas was eating up everything, consuming everything, right? So when, he, when, when uh, uh, the monkey comes to him, Rafiki, tap him on his head, he says, you don't know who you are. You're more than you become. I might not be saying the exact words, but he said you're more than you become. Then he showed him his reflection in the mirror. The scripture says, when we look into his word, we're changed into his image. Like we talked about that in Rendezvous with itself. So, so then he realized, wait a minute, I'm a, when he saw the reflection, he's like, I'm not a cub. I'm not, I'm not uh, helpless. I'm a king, right? So, he, so, so all, up to that point, he had an improper image of himself. So when things were happening, it was like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Actually, he wasn't even focusing on that. You're playing with bugs. You're a lion. You're a king. So he goes back into the kingdom, takes his rightful throne, and all the harmony, the color, the beauty came back. He was in his rightful place, back on the high ground. So when there's darkness and chaos and consumption, it's because... God has given us the authority and we're not in our rightful places. So we always go, I, I can't believe God let that happen. God says, I gave you the responsibility. We talked about this, a guy talk. You know, uh, when I gave my son, when we gave our son our house, it was his house. He was the authority of the house. When we came to Columbus, we didn't go, we just rolled up in there in the crib. Like we didn't, matter of fact, we was like, hey, so where you want to meet? And a lot of times he's like, well, let's meet at the restaurant. Maybe they didn't clean the house. Maybe they didn't do something with the house. But we didn't go, oh, no, we going to my house. Who was the owners of the house? We were. Who was the ultimate, who had ultimate power? We did. Who had the authority of the house? My son did. So uh, the gentleman uh, yesterday, which I'm going to reference in a little bit, John York, uh, Lewis's friend, he did guy talk. He was talking about God is sovereign. Sovereign means he has ultimate power. Sovereign doesn't mean 
he has the authority that he's given you to be responsible for. It says, whatsoever thing you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. It's, it's a teamwork. We work together. So a lot of times we're not in our rightful place in positions as sons of God, right? And so we're allowing the chaos by not being in position. All right, so, 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 and again, I'm just giving you what the word says. You know, uh, I may share my opinion. I may not. I mean, it's not that important. My opinion, I'm saying. Uh, so Proverbs 20:19 it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he, right? Now, there's another version that says, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. So, so when people are in harmony with what God is trying to do, they cast off restraint. Think about this, when people have been living for God in their house, we ain't even talking about this world, in their house. When, they, when they're locked into God, there's a boundaries within the house that they have a reverence to not go outside. When they compromise, they get caught in infidelity, lust, and different things like that, or whatever. Anything compromised, normally, as we talked about in the last service, they have strongholds that justify what they're doing. But what happens? What happens is they cast off restraint. Now, when... They were only going to do what was best to keep them in harmony with God. Now they're doing things that, that could destroy their families. You see what I'm saying? Not because they're trying to destroy their families, but they've cast off restraint. So now it's, it's you, you can do anything now. Even though the scripture says all things are not lawful, you remove restraint. If you remove uh, morality, law, uh, the laws, boundaries, the things that protect us, if you remove those things, then why are you surprised if it crazy happens? You, you've just endorsed it don't take all that. So if it doesn't take all that, the all that that it doesn't take is what was protecting you. So, so I work with juveniles and Man, we got too many rules. We got to go to bed here. We keep the doors locked here. I said, this is what we're going to do, y'all. I worked at a place called, uh, some of y'all may remember this, uh, a high youth advocate program. So I'm in there and I said, hey, we're going to do something. We got a new plan around here. No rules. Matter of fact, every, I'm taking all the locks off every door. We're going to leave all the doors open. I've told the story before, but all the doors open. I said, y'all can do whatever y'all want. They said it. I never said nothing. No, 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 no. Now we got to keep the locks on the door. I said, why do you want the doors on? Why do you want the locks on the doors? You just said it's, it's, it's rules. I'm taking all of them off. No, 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 no. Man, we don't know who's going to roll up in here. Oh, so you want protection now. Same thing in life. If you've taken all the restraints off the doors, you don't know what's going to walk up in there. You don't just get to enjoy taking the restraints off for your pleasures. You get what goes along with that too. All right, so I just want to slip in that. Casting off restraints. Okay, I've been hearing this during this, this, this crisis. Christians ain't doing nothing. What the Christians doing? Honestly, uh, if, if people are really living Christian, because that's, that's another story, just having the title don't make you a Christian, living in Christ. But if you are really a Christian, Christians are doing what Christians do. What are the Christians doing? What Christians do? Uh, what's that? Living according to God's word? 
See, if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you can abuse it. If you don't understand the purpose of a Christian, you can abuse a Christian. Uh, so so I, I have a lot of correct, correction stories. So I'm in corrections, and one day uh, the guy says, you can't do or say that. You're, you're, you're a minister. I said, so you said that as if you know what a minister is supposed to do. Like, so I'm supposed to like, oh, my God, you're right. Based on what? I'm not wasn't doing nothing immoral or nothing, but this person had, had established in himself his standard for how what I dedicated my life to do should operate. So people are telling a Christian how a Christian should operate. But we, we're going to clear up some of those myths here in a second too. All right, so, so again, Christianity gets abused because people try to look at it from the lenses of their emotions their personal convictions, or their personal compromise. So that's why Christianity gets abused. You're looking at it through the lenses of your emotions, your personal convictions, or your compromise, not the lenses of God, right? So, so, you know, so, so, so as a Christian, yes, we are in this world with everyone, but we're not of this world. So we operate on different principles. We're aware of what's happening in this world but with all due respect, God has given, given us a mandate to not get entangled in the mess. All right, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2. Again, just playing off of the word, just playing off of the word. 2 Timothy 2. And, and I ask you to be patient because I'm, I'm going to speak to uh, the reality of what's happening too. So 2 Timothy 2, and we'll, we'll, we'll read here uh, verse 4. It says, No man that, entang- that, that warreth entangling himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. So, so a Christian is pleasing the person that chose them to be a soldier. And that was God. So you don't, so, so, so a Christian doesn't entangle himself in affairs that are going on in everyday life all the time, right? Not, not getting caught up. Let's go to Philippians 2.15 real quick. Philippians 2.15. And I, and I want to tell you this wonderful uh, insight from um, uh, John York, uh, Lewis's friend. Uh, well, he's a friend of the ministry also, but we met him through Lewis. Lewis's Lewis's best friend. Uh, uh, Philippians 2.15, it says that you may be blameless and harmless. Look, look, remember we said, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God, right? It says that you may be blameless, harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Right? That's what, so, so it's saying there's some things that we have to do to manifest as sons of God, to shine as lights in this world. With all due respect, I can't spend every day watering myself down as a man of God and still be the same man of God that you need to pray, intercede, or operate in the level of divine authority. You can't get both. You see what I'm saying? So, so, so there's things that we're supposed to do to maintain this. So John shared this story, which I thought was uh, great. 
Uh, so he, he was saying how he was in a, uh, and I might not be sharing it exactly right, because I didn't know where it was going, so I didn't write it down. But uh, he said, uh, so he was, uh, he went to get a haircut, uh, went to get a haircut uptown, and they have a parking garage. So he paid $40 for his haircut. And so he was, when he, when he, so he thought the, because he paid the money, the guy said your ticket would be validated. You know, so you don't have to pay for the parking. So he's in there, and it turned out the, the parking totaled maybe like $12 or whatever. So he says, so, so he's like, $12? He says, no. He says, I'm not paying for parking, and I just got a $40 haircut. You know, he probably would have adjusted his tip or whatever. And so he says, he says man, this is crazy. So he, he gets to the window, and he's like, well, you know, I just got my haircut over here. And the person, his perception just kind of ignored him and just pointed in a different direction. So he's like, listen, I'm not paying $12. I'm hyping it up a little bit. I don't know if he was that irate. But he, he, he was like, listen, I'm not paying. I'm not paying no $12. And so then the person pointed again. And he's like, what? almost like, why are you ignoring me? I'm not paying $12. And the person pointed again. So he finally looked up. The person had opened the gate. The, the, the gate was open the whole time. So what he said was, he was so busy focused on the problem, he couldn't see the solution. He was so caught up in the problem, he couldn't see the solution. And so he gave, in a, he, he gave another example from the Bible of when Jesus and the disciples, Jesus told the disciples to go to the other side. He said, let's go to the other side. So, uh, and there was right on the Sea of Galilee, and he, he, he broke down the history of Galilee is, it's noted for storms. Seven different possibilities of storms would, would be on that sea. So, so in other words, if we were in that time and we were traveling and, and one of the routes was Galilee, we're like, no, ain't, I'm, you, go, you can take Galilee if you want to. I'm not going. You know how them storms be kicking. And think about, you think about your life, how, how we are now. Certain people don't go to certain places because they have hurricanes or tornadoes or whatever. Well, that's how it was. Well, Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And he's taking the toughest route, the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus goes to sleep, right? And the storms are kicking. The disciples, like, they, they, went to, they had to wake him up. And it was like, Master, don't you care that we perish? And, you know, Jesus got up, like, where's your faith? And, you know, he says he spoke to the sea. Well, what was the thing? They were so busy focusing on the storm. They had the solution to the problem in the boat. Jesus, you with Jesus. He said, go to the other side. He already done did signs, wonders. Before they went to the other side, he had healed everything walking in, in, that, in the city or in the, in the region or whatever. So the guy that's done stuff you've never seen before, told you to go to the other side, you have the solution, but you're too focused on the problem. And so, so, so as we were talking about it yesterday, Guy talked, which was great. Uh, uh, John did a, a phenomenal job. That's the reality. Sometimes we're so busy. See, there's mess that's going to happen. But we're not supposed to be so caught up in a mess, we can't see the solution. See, we, what are Christians doing? Not getting caught up in a mess because I have to be a part of the solution. If I get caught up, listen, if you in quicksand, you in a mess. I'm a Christian. 
Y'all fighting in the quicksand. You going, oh, you just going to sit there? First of all, I'm gonna, I am going to pray. I, I'm actually going to get a rope and throw to you. I'm not getting in the quicksand, no. We all going to drown. That's why God doesn't come down here. Because if God comes down, what kind of God wouldn't come down here and make sure this is not happening? So God comes down, and you go, okay, God goes, I'm here. How, how you guys doing? Heard you had a little trouble. You're like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's crazy out here, man. We just need you to handle your business, what you need. Man, it's kind of crazy. You know, I just need you to work some of your powers. Okay. Oh, just one problem. I've left the position, the high place, that gives me the power to help you. So I'm just as powerless as you. God ain't giving up the high ground. We in trouble if he do. Jesus ain't leaving the right hand of the Father. We in trouble if he does. I'm not leaving my position in the presence of God. We in trouble if I do. We in trouble as a church, my family, and all the people that, I'm con that, that we're connected to are in trouble. We on that wall. Some of y'all are operating in grace because we on that wall. Even though you don't live by grace, I'm going to throw that in there because some, the, some of that stuff is about to live. So, was I just yelling? A little bit? Okay. <laughs> I felt like something came out of me, a, a level of, <laughs> like I felt like tired or something. All right, so, 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 so we're Christians, right? And so, so what are the Christians doing? Romans 12, 2. What, we're, we're not conforming to the world. That's what Christians do. Oh, you notice I said Christians. Not, not people that say they're Christians, talk about Christians. If you conform into the world, I, don't, I can't say, but I don't know if you're a Christian. I'm just, there you go. I, I, I don't know who you are, only you know. Uh, what are Christians doing? We're operating in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, 3, 3 through 5. 2 Corinthians 3 through 5. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So, so when you tell me to fight for you, I use my weapons as a Christian, not yours. I'm going to lose. That's why David didn't take Saul's armor. He said, I'm not going to be able to defeat Goliath with your armor, but with the rocking God, I can take that fool out. So this, is, this is old news here. But if I don't use your weapons, your armor, the way you do things, I'm not a Christian? No, that's exactly what I am. I'm not you. Probably not nice the way I said that. My wife may get on me, may not. I might get a pass today. Maybe that was a little bit too edgy. Tone it down, calm down. Let's go to uh, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, starting with verse 10. We've been talking about discipleship uh, in the Master Life class in 915. We talked about it last week. Uh, just, just See, again, I have weapons, but I have different armor. It says, finally, brother, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks of the devil. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Christians don't wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Why do, are our weapons different? Because if we use the world's weapons, we could be harming somebody that God wants to save. See, the devil's trying to take out me and that 
vessel that he's used to spit venom and to do viciously. So if I operate in, in the world's weapons, yes, I, I take that person out, but I've just taken me out of the game too. But if I operate in my spiritual weapons, I could save that person's life and everyone that they was trying to affect or could have affected, right? So our weapons are just different. We, I'm a Christian, right? So, yeah, we count on all joy when we fall into divers, temptations, different testing trials. Why, why are you not upset? Because I have to, op- I can't afford to let any venom penetrate my being because I could lose my high ground. Because yeah, I'm a Christian. James 1, 2 through 4. Count all joy, you fall into different divers, temptations, knowing this, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Our faith is being tried right now. So, so is it going to pull on patience? Is patience going to get a job? Or are we going to react, right? So I'm a Christian. I don't fear what man can do unto me. Psalm 56, 4. Because I'm a Christian. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, a clear thinking mind, not an emotionally clouded mind. 2 Corinthians 10, 1, 7. 2 Corinthians, 2 Timothy 1, 7. <laughs> <laughs> right? See, I'm a Christian. So, so not what you view me as, this is how I operate. I walk by faith and not by sight. And listen, I know some of y'all listening to this is like, am I a Christian? <laughs> right, but that's, I walk by faith and not by sight. So I, 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 listen, I believe people reap what they sow. Hear me when I say this, I'm a Christian. I believe people reap what they sow. I don't need to witness the reaping. So what I mean is people have done things to me. Some of y'all out there, y'all know y'all was wrong, right? People have done, people have done vicious things to me. And I have people in my circles, why you ain't do this? You should do this. You should blast this. this I haven't done those things. Because people reap what they sow. I don't need to witness the reaping. So, I think about Judas, because here you're going with Jesus. Jesus was betrayed by Judas, right? I mean, if you think about all the things that could be possibly happening in the world that somebody could do, that's probably the worst. He's probably number one on the list. You betrayed Jesus, right? Jesus didn't lift a hand to retaliate against Judas him to do it. When they came to get him, Jesus said, well, Peter cut the God's ear off. Look, G- Peter was reacting. Jesus said, whoa, 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 whoa. no, we good. We good. Remember when it, he said, well, we read it earlier in, uh, we'll read it again here in a second, but in uh, Master Life, where in, in Matthew 5, he says, he says, don't resist the person that's evil. So when the, the legion came at him, he says, no, nah, he says, I'm going with you because I want to. Right, then he said, right, so, 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 so he operate where he went with them. Judas betrayed him, right? He didn't left the hand on, on Judas. What happened to Judas? He hung himself. I don't even know if Jesus was there to see it. it the Bible doesn't say, and Jesus walked by and saw Judas hang himself. He didn't need to witness it, right? Because he knows you read what you sow. Probably felt bad for him. Like I feel bad for the people uh, negatively uh, doing some things, whether they talk about me, uh, treat me, treat me bad. 
Because you read what you saw. All right. So, so Matthew 5. Let's go to Matthew 5. Because I'm a Christian. Hopefully you're a Christian too. And actually, this is church. This is a church service. I'm a pastor and a Christian. If you, if, 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 yes, I'm going to talk about the things of the world, but I ain't a Christian if I'm not going to talk about the Word and Christ and how I'm supposed to operate. Because, listen, respectfully, I understand that people aren't mad at me. They ain't tripping on me. Even if they say, what the Christian's doing, they ain't personally. They don't, first of all, personally, some people don't even know me. And if they know me, they don't know what I'm supposed to do as a Christian if they're not a Christian. They're going on how, how they think I should respond and handle it. So I'm not mad at them. But I think I owe it to them to give them an understanding why I operate the way I do or why we operate the way we do. So, so uh, we're going to focus here on verse 44, but we'll start with verse 38, Matthew 5. It says, and, and, and the heading in my, in, in my uh, Bible says retaliation. It says, uh, ye have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil. And that's what Jesus was doing when he just went with the soldiers. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right, right cheek, turn to him the other, right? It says, if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with them twain or two miles. It says, give him that asks thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn out away. Verse 43. Now, 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 this section says enemies. It says, you have heard that it had been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor, look, look, and hate thine enemy. So this is what people was communi- communicating. He says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. This is in red letters. This is Jesus talking. Now, now, ho, ho. Uh, just for the record, people watching, I, I, I don't expect everybody will do this. I don't expect anybody that's not a Christian would even think, we even understand, what are you talking about? What I'm telling you is, this is what helps us to stand out as light. If we're doing what everybody's doing, this is, then we've become them. Not, so so who, who's in the light if we're all in the mess? Who's in the light if we're all in the mess? Who has a vantage point where they could see their way out of the mess? See, because this too will pass. And when this pass, people will... Like each time something happens and things pass, people now have to return to whatever semblance of life they had without the drama. But a lot of times people go back and find that life worse than it was before because they left things to engage in something that they didn't have any weapons to spare. They needed all their weapons to keep their marriage alive. They needed all their weapons to make sure they didn't go into poverty, to hold on to their jobs so they could take care of their families so they wouldn't lose their marriage and everything else. Hey, they needed all their weapons to be healed. So before all this craziness, some people were, on, on, were a step away from the ice cracking and them falling in and dying. And the adversary got you 
to participate. He don't care if you engage. Actually, he don't care if you win. Long as you engaged in the fight. Because you had to leave. You had to divide yourself from the presence of God to get in that fight. And once you left, hey, once you left the position. See, this is the thing right here. And, I, I, and I, I'll try to do this the best way I can. All right? So, I didn't plan on this. So, it might not go well. All right. Sorry about that, whoever uses this chair. If I damage it or anything. All right, let's see. This might not go well, y'all. Nah, I better not do this. This might not go. I, I'm good. I'm good. Worst thing happened, I fall, and I'm not here to preach anymore. I'm just flying. I, I'll just go this high. I was about to stand up on here. I know somebody probably, somebody probably figured that out, but since it's on a slant, I'll be nice. All right, so, so, so I'm at a vantage point here. Now, the interesting thing at this vantage point, I see some things you don't see. You see some things, but you don't see all that I see because I'm at a different level. Like from where you are, you can look back there and you can see Isaac's kids, but you can't see everything that they're doing that I can see. You can see Tori, but you can't see everything that I can see. I'm at a different vantage point. So when mess goes on, I have a choice to be in a position to orchestrate like with chess moves, how the best way to navigate through this, right? I have, a, have an opportunity to, to respond properly. Okay, ho, 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 really? Nice try. I see you coming up over here, we do this. Actually, how I play chess, I, I, you know, all of you guys getting this on, it's on TV, you know, you know, so I might have to play some of y'all. I don't really like to give away my strategies. But a lot of times what I do is, so, so right now this looks like a chessboard to me. So, so I have a defense, a, a, a defense. I, I know how to set a defense. And so I set my defense up first. But after I set my defense up, I'm on the attack. But you never know it. Because while I'm on the attack, I'm looking over. So I'm looking over. You're not a chess piece. But you're going to be for right now. So I'm looking over at this pawn that, that, Tori just made this move right here. So I'm like, oh, man. So the whole time in my face is everything. I'm like, man, oh, this is a serious move. And so I, I wait a while to the last minute, and I'll go, okay, I'll move something over here. Then Tori makes another move. I'm like, man, this dude is sweet. But I make it look like, man, what is he trying to do, man? What is he trying to do? Oh, my God. And I sit there. You know how you look like you don't know what to do, and the other person's like, I got him now. And I, so I'll just, I'll make another move. No, no, I'll, I'll do that for a while. Then I'll, I'll just say, I'll just make this move. Same thing happened. I, I got the same look. I'm like, oh, so really? You, you just, oh, so you sweet like that. You just going to come at me like this, right? And then I, I'll just say, okay, I'll just make this move. When I made that move over there, I go, oh, by the way, checkmate. While we were so focused over here, I was coming up the backside made all the attention here. I just told one of my best strategies with chess. But I, I had all the intentions over here when I was coming up the backside. Why? Because I had a vantage point. I didn't just see what Tori was doing. I saw the whole picture. But let's say if I came down here and I'm up in here and Tori's making these moves, I see what he's doing, but I can't see everything. You know why? I'm in this mess. So the whole, the adversary tries to pull you in the mess because 
You, the, as much as you can see, there's a lot you can't. That's what's so dangerous about getting pulled in mess, right? Reacting and not responding, right? Reacting and not responding. So, <laughs> I just ran today. Why am I breathing hard? All right. So, so I'm a Christian, okay? Uh, guess what? I believe, we believe with men, What's going on out here is impossible to deal with. It's impossible. As a Christian, I believe this is impossible. But as a Christian, I have another option. With God, all things are possible. Scripture says in in, in Mark 10, 27, with men it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. See, so I have something to tap into that's beyond the confusion. That's beyond the crazy. That's beyond the mess. If I don't have God, all I see is the confusion and the mess, and I think it's just as hopeless as you. If you think it's hopeless, I'm not. Can't be thinking for people, right? So, so this is this. Uh, when, when you're tempted, temptation for a Christian is designed to, demand, to place a demand on us to reach for the impossibility in place uh, of, the po- or, or of what seemingly, I'm sorry, reach for impossibility in the place of what seems like this is the only thing possible. So temptation is not to get us to be hopeless. It's now I got to p- consider something that's never been considered, do something that's never been done, process through something that no one, no one else has thought about. That's how everything in the country has changed. That's how they have, they, they came up with streetlights. Uh, different tra- they got different traffic patterns right out here. Uh, like when they start putting this stuff down, it's like, now what are these fools doing? But they, they had to come up with a solution, right? So, so going back to what John was saying, he couldn't see the solution because he was so focused on the problem or we'll say the mess. The Bible says we have a treasure hidden in our earthen vessel. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. Right? When, it, when we're tempted, we're supposed to tap into our solutions. The Holy Spirit within us, not magnify the, the issue. Scripture says do all things without murmuring and disputing. All things. So just us complaining and magnifying things only makes, only, what we're saying to God is it's bigger than your ability to get us out of. And, and, and I get if you don't see the possibilities. No person in the flesh can. And that's not me being negative, it's just true. You can't see it in the flesh. It, the scripture says the natural man, the fleshly man, you know, he can't even see the things of God, nor can he discern them for they're spiritually discerned. When you forfeit the spirit and your pleasures are compromised, you forfeit the ability to see God's way out. That's not God's fault. And, 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 and respectfully, I'm tired of him getting a lot of unnecessary heat for stuff that we're causing, right? And, uh, <laughs> and again, we, we've always been talking about praying, not just when stuff happens, just not reactively. Primary proactively. The Bible says the fervent, uh, effectual prayers of the righteous avail of much. 
James 5.16, makes much power available. We want power available before something happens, not just, it's hard to, listen, right now, you're in pain right now. The Bible says by his stripes you're healed. I guarantee you it's harder to believe for healing when you're in pain. You might want to be praying that before you get into the situation. Confessing the blood of Jesus before you get into the situation. Right? So the same thing. We, like, the Bible says pray without ceasing. It's something uh, 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 I was texting back and forth with James. And, and James was like, well, praying without, well, I, well, I, solicit, I said I solicit prayer. Because I knew it was going to be an interesting message today. He said, man, praying without ceasing. That's the whole point. Right there. If we box that. We're supposed to be praying without ceasing. So again, as Christians, are we praying without ceasing? Like, I, I, I'm in situations with people, and they may say, you didn't call me. Or let's say you guys are going through stuff at your house or whatever. You know, different people go through things at their house. And let's say we didn't hear about it, because sometimes we don't. Most of the time we don't. But, or let's say we found out late. Or let's say when we found out there was 17 other crises in the list of priority, yours wasn't as major. Whatever the case may be. Right? You know, people have, have said to me, well, you didn't show up that day. And you know what my thought was? I've been showing up every day, praying without ceasing. Have you? Like how many people pray for me without ceasing? I, listen, I, I can tell you, I'm praying for all of you, without all of you. You too, Ariel. I said, Ariel, I said, right? Trying try, try to get the, the, the pronunciation right. You know, I just messed it up. All right, all right? Yeah, so, so, by name. By name. Huh? Yeah, the, be, be, the best we know how to pronounce the name. You, you understand? So, I'm there. The fervent and fractured prayers of the righteous avail of much. I believe it. I've seen it make much power available. I've seen people sick healed. I've seen people in comas come out. I've seen people whole life change, living in debt and walking in prosperity. Listen, I'm not doing it just because I'm, I'm, well, I started doing it because I'm a Christian. I'm doing it now because it works. So, so, so I'm, I'm praying. I'm interceding. I'm praying for, we're praying, not, um, we're, we're praying for this country. Yeah, so I'm supposed to pray without season. I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I ask you to take, the, to take some time with me and be patient with me. Because, see, see we'll, that's the thing. We, we, we want Christians to water down the word, to compromise what we say, to open our doors up to what, everything that they're doing in the world. We want to muzzle a Christian and saying it don't take all that. There you go. Don't judge me. Fine. That's fine. Because that's a worldview. And it's okay to do that. But why have that worldview? And then when there's a crisis, how come you didn't do this? Hold on a second, but you just told me I was giving you the information for prevention. You didn't want to hear it. Now there's crisis, and it's the Christian's fault? I was telling you how to close ranks, to, sh to close the doors, to shore up your, 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 your fortress, to, to stay in your high place. Hey, hey, laborers for the harvest. We're Christian. We believe there's labor for the harvest. So that means that person that's standing in the store, I don't know if that's a police officer. He's in plain clothes. He's just getting something in grocery. The Lord said, hey, I need you to talk to that person. I need you to minister salvation to him. Well, you know, I'm, I, you know, 
I'm a little bashful, you know. I don't know. He's a stranger. I just don't feel comfortable. I don't know all the scriptures Pastor Mel knows. I don't know. That you not using the opportunity that the Holy Spirit wanted to change that person's life, you don't know the person could jump off a bridge that same day. Just like you don't see the heart, the, the, the person reaping what they sow, you don't see the person reaping what took place because you blew them off. So, so, we're, so we're way out ahead on this thing. It's just that you can't make people believe. You can't force people to, to embrace salvation. You can't force people to uh, sanctify themselves. You can't force nobody to do those things. All you can do is offer it. And guess what? You know, as a Christian, we constantly live in the world of being punked because I guarantee you, if you tell me to do something, I'm saying that to everybody in this room and everybody in that TV. You tell me to do something and, and I don't do it and I reap the consequences for it, you're going to tell me about it. You saying, no, you haven't? Yes, you have. Oh, but I told you this. See, that's what I'm saying. I told you this. But as a Christian, I can't do that, can I? I can't go, well, I told you to tithe before the devourer came. If I do that, oh, see, there you go, talking about money. Oh, oh so you're trying to judge me. See, see, now I get to you trying to judge me. If I tell you to do stuff to shore up your household so the devil don't attack your kids, come in there with uh, lust spirits and come in there with evil spirits and nightmares, and you don't do it, and the nightmares come in your house, I can't go, well, it's probably because you haven't been shoring up your house. Because then it's like, oh, what you trying to say? I'm not a man of God. I'm not a woman of God. You just said it. But I can't say that, can I? I got to be... I got to be sitting there going, well, you know, let's pray about it. I got to be there for you. I got to give you wisdom. The whole time I know what happened. But I'm handcuffed. I can't say. Because we don't want to talk about our responsibility. We just want to say, well, you know, that, it can happen to anybody. Yeah, it, it can happen to anybody. That's not being obedient to what God says. Okay, I, I'm sorry. It's, I'm not, it was supposed to go this way. <laughs> I wasn't planning for this. I had a mild-mannered way of communicating this. So day after day, Christians are, are silenced, they're devalued, they're humiliated, and ignored. When there's an issue within the system uh, that's already condoned, the Christian is issued a responsibility for what he did not choose. If you endorse casting off restraint, you get more than just the pleasures you crave. You get the stench of lawlessness and the immorality it attracts. So don't be surprised when the immorality and the lawlessness shows up, right? If you've been endorsing the compromise. So all Christians waiting for us to manifest, waiting for laborers for the harvest. Um, But I ask that, that you understand that if you ask us to tone it down, if you silence the gospel, but amplify the results of a gospelless world, that's kind of uh, unfair. So, because the world says, ex- condone immorality, but expect morality when it's craziness? So, as Christians, we're asking that you. Okay, as a Christian, I'm asked to walk by faith and not by sight. But the world asked me to 
greatly fear, to live in a world of great, great fear, expect worst case scenarios and always be worried or, 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 but they, the world's also saying, but I'm expecting the results of faith. You can't greatly fear and get the results of faith. Job 3.25, the thing that, Job 3.25, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me, is what he said. At least he, he took ownership of him using his, the imagination God given his mind to focus on the worst case scenarios, believing that they have more power than what God says you can, you can believe for by faith. Getting the results of what, what the person focused on and was expecting, but saying, how come God didn't show up with faith? God said, well, obviously, I thought based on what you kept putting on your, the canvas of your imagination, that's what you wanted. That's what you was believing for, right? So, so, so I, I just think it's unfair. You know, the scripture says, if my people will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land, right? So can we do that? If we really, you, okay, we want things to change. How about humbling ourselves, turning from our wicked or twisted ways and letting God heal the land, right? Second Chronicles 7.14. And so I told you something, and, and, and I, I'm a, I'm a, I said I would just give you a little, some of my thoughts. Now, I don't know how this is going to go over because I just wrote this stuff down and I really didn't have a chance to really edit it. So, so, so when I, when I saw that was going on, I just started writing. And th- these are just uh, some of the thoughts. You know, the Bible talks about th- that God plants a, a wonderful harvest. And so disciples saw the harvest and he says, okay, where do these weeds come from? Or, they, or they're called tares in the Bible. He says, well, an enemy probably sold them. So the disciple says, hey, let's rip the tares out, the, the, the wicked element. Let's just rip it out. He said, no, 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 we, you can't do that because they've, they've, they've uh, merged with the good element. And so if you rip out the bad element, they're going to tear some of the good element. He said, so let the tears grow with the wheat when it's harvest time. When, when, when the sickle goes in and, 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 and things are cut at the root, the tears will fall off and we can burn them in fire. Well, he was likening the tares to the evil in this world and likening the wheat to some of us that maybe confess the Lord but have allowed ourselves to be uh, uh, dual agents or operating counterintelligence. We've operated in compromise. So we've allowed the world in. And if God destroys this world's element like you want him to, some of us are going to get destroyed too. If he does it right now. So he's giving people a chance to repent and to shift their life. So when his harvest time comes and the wheat is burnt, we know it's going to hell. We don't go with them. So when you're looking around and you're telling God to, to bring his wrath, realize that wrath may hurt some people you love. I, just want, I want us to think about that. Um, you know, we... we, we and, and, and could we be nicer to people that may have a, like, like as Christians, we're asked to be nicer to people that have different views on what we believe. Well, could we be nicer uh, in how we deal with how different people process different things? You know, because I think for me, it's like, like we challenge people to be out there, you know, to do something. 
And some of us may think, some of this is not the Holy Spirit. This is Keith Bradley. I told you, I'm going to tell you I wrote that. So some of us think we're out there because we're on a, a social page, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, and stuff like that. You ain't out nowhere. And, but some of the things you said, say is influencing people to go out there, put themselves in harm's way, and damage their families. While, so, so we can't speak from a position of privilege as if we're, with, with all due respect, rebels, have people out there risking their lives, and we go, good, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, but you don't, you, you haven't seen the repercussions of that person's choice, the cost that they pay. And we're in a position, like, like our, our page, like how many people that can change or really influence this world is on Facebook? I said, I didn't say that, but too late, I said it. Uh, but how many people, like, in our network of communities, like, I know a lot of people, but guess what? I'm a small fish compared to the audiences in the world. Like, everybody's not watching. First of all, I, I put sermons out all the time. There's a lot of people that don't watch the sermon. Just because I put it out there, I can't assume, well, you heard that message, right? Here at the church, just because I put it out there, that don't mean everybody heard the message. So we have to watch what we're putting out there and we got to watch dogging other people out as if we're, uh, uh, we're really taking a stand because we have a, a social media voice. So if somebody doesn't have a social media voice, they're not being, you know, uh, they're wrong for being quiet. Because this is my challenge as a, as a man of God. We spit in the face of our king's death daily as we stumble and fall. When we have days and months and years to climb in a position of power, to climb power's ladder. But we spit in the king's face when something happens. When we were in pleasure, we were in compromise, we were, we were uh, hurting our family members. And when we were doing all that, using all our energy to deceive, to lie, and everybody hasn't been doing that. Some people just been lazy. And then some people have been, been working hard to position themselves, but they get heat if they haven't gotten that position fast enough. Do you know what it costs to get in a position of power? Do you understand what people have to go through? Do you understand the humility? Like, ain't nobody giving away positions of power. And if, when they see you coming, they're going to put every obstacle in your way to shut you down. Some of you, as soon as the boss says, we don't like what you're saying. You quit the job. But to get in a position of power, you got to stay, you got to keep the job. You got to deal with the mess. You got to look bad. You got to be humiliated. So we're not willing to do that, but we're telling somebody that's, that's willing to do that, how come you ain't jumping out here getting in mess? Because that person's going up the side. While all this is going on over here, they're going up the side. Just nobody sees them coming. And sorry that they're not getting there as fast as you think they should, but with all due respect, what's stopping you from getting out ahead of them? So if you're not out ahead of them, you ain't making no moves to elevate beyond where you are. How do you form any level of judgment of people that's working to position themselves? That cost is excruciating. And the reality is, I'm not just talking this as a pastor. I know it. I, I, I've been paying that price and trying to set it up so other people can get on a certain platform. So, so it may not, 
And I wish it could all happen overnight. But because of my, I'm, I use me because I, I won't get you, because of my, my early laziness, my early compromise, my early pleasures, my early disobedience, I'm late. So I apologize for being late and being irresponsible in my early years. I hope you will too. Right? So, so, oh, I'm sorry. See, I, I don't even know I want to read all this. So, so, we've had time to climb in these positions of power. Sometimes we wallow in our lust and our lazy, excusing it as sexy, while it weakens our climb to God's positioning. Right? When will we realize reaction is a tool, a tool, not the only tool, of the misinformed? It's a weapon of the conformed and an enemy of the transformed. How naive to think that cowardly, confused individuals out here, out here doing crazy represent the whole. When we scream daily, don't label us based on a few. How presumptuous to think we're above God Almighty and think we can dial back his focus to look on every heart, not just a color. Are we now okay with measuring others by the color of their skin? if we've seen an injustice to the same? Shall we become what we despise because we're tired? I thank God he shows us mercy that we so quickly snatch back from others because we have the opportunity to give mercy. We want it, but we don't give it. When will we share the undeserved love we have been given to love the unlovable? If we're waiting on those that hate to give us love, we must realize haters are thirsting for the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts. Some have said, I've heard this, the acts of racism aren't bad or worse, they're just filled. Can they say, this, can they say the same thing about acts of love, labors for the harvest, pursuits to purpose, Prayer without season. Is that being filmed? Can we get can we get that can we get a, a little pop up for that? Right. So yes, some of these things are you know are happening, but uh, we have some things we should be doing. It is said, I need only to fool them with injustice to pull them off of their path of power. I need only to fool them with injustice to pull them off of their path of power. Just a slight diversion of one I can possess is all that is needed to pull them out of position. They are easily drawn out of God's presence of faith into my diet of fear. They will talk about him, but act like me. They will never see that all things are possible with God because they'll greatly fear all things are possible with me. They casually give up their birthright to a higher place and position while they allow me to forcefully replace their position. Kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violence taken by force. So where are the Christians? Probably turning up with you. Maybe accommodating you to stay at their churches or, or in their presence. Maybe they're pacifying you to calm down. They might be begging you to give. 
We're just tired of you and the world. But where the Christians mostly are are in the place of God on that wall interceding on, on your behalf. Scripture says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Don't allow the adversary to divide and conquer us. A house divided can't stand. Don't allow them to divide and conquer us. All because we choose to be the Hatfields and the McCoys, but not men and women of God. Uh, I need you to find the song. I, I believe I have it in iTunes. Marcus. Uh, nothing else. It's not. It's not in iTunes. It's not in worship. The worship folder. Well, could you find it? <laughs> Sorry about that. Maybe I didn't say that right. I apologize if that was edgy. Can you find it, please, sir? Nothing else is, I think it's Corey Ashbury. Am I saying the name right? Anybody know? I got it on my phone. Want me to give you my phone? <laughs> and I wanted us to just to, 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 to listen to this song, you know, because it kind of, uh, I was meditating on this this morning during my run. And, uh, I just think it's uh, kind of fitting. Did you find it? Huh? You did? Right, could you, just play, you could just play it. Uh, I just think it's fitting uh, because as I was listening to it, um, when he was coming into God's presence, he was like, well, I just realized this is all I need. You're all I need. Nothing else. Not saving face, not proving myself. Uh, not the, uh, the bitterness, the bitter taste of uh, revenge. Will you turn it up, please? Caught up in your presence. you turn it up some more, please? I just want to sing. That's cool. Thank you. Just, just meditate on this for a few minutes. I'm caught up in this
Nothing else. 
Lift up our community. Uh, pray for Pastor. I, I since I was a little edgy, but uh, just, uh, but not, not, not. I've always been an advocate. You know, I just, uh, you know, I do have a pet peeve. You know, I think God gets a bad. No, I don't think God gets a bad rap. Um, men and women of God sometimes get get bad raps. I'm not saying there are people out there that are not compromised, but I'm just saying overall. So. You know, we can't just allow any vision and conquering. So let's pray. Father God, we, uh, we lift you up, magnify, exalt you, Lord. Uh, we, and we do that consistently because we know we keep you uh, in your place of magnification, and, uh, in your place of exaltation. Every situation is it's tough. It's tragic. It's unfortunate. It's not fair. Uh, it's frustrating. But they're mere grains of sand in comparison to your ability your ability to uh, manifest the impossibility when we walk by faith and not by sight, when we exercise our faith, when we pull things from the impossible realm into the possible realm. And so uh, you have a remnant of people. You have Christians all over the world, and you, you've set this remnant in place to manifest as sons of God. And when, when it's the, as dark as it can be in the world, we're supposed to be the lights to guide people out of the darkness. So I believe that we will position ourselves, um, position ourselves to operate in love, or position ourselves in daily intercession, position ourselves in offering salvation, offering the gospel, Lord, to um, uh, persuade and return for attack as, you're, as, as you have established uh, the, the foundation of meekness. Uh, to walk in a level of humility, to not react, but to respond. And even after all the response is over, to live a proactive life of prayer, love, uh, laboring for the harvest, 
uh, harvesting souls. Uh, live a life where we're diligent in your word so we can answer those that are of contrary, as your scripture says. Giving them the, the truth to replace deceptions and fears and missed understanding. Lord, not just live in our own, in our own lust, in our own lazy, but actually to return to presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice so we can help this world. You place us here to help this world. We are the, are the sons of God that this country or this, this world is groaning and travailing for us to position ourselves. You say in your word, when the righteous are in authority, the people will rejoice. We, we, I ask that you, uh, people will not be weary and well-doing. You, you said in our time of weakness, you'll be strong. Give us the strength to get through the misunderstanding, to get through the unfairness, to get through the persecution, uh, to get through the pain, to position ourselves to have an impact uh, in, that you designed for us to have in this world. So we just thank and praise you, Lord. Uh, uh, for those that have lost loved ones through this process, Lord, we ask that you comfort their families. But, and that they grieve, but, but we ask that you protect them from uh, uh, bitterness. Um, that, they, that they operate as, as our Lord and Savior Jesus when he lost people that was close to him. He lost a life, so he saved lives. So we believe it, it, it'll inspire us to save life. Lord, help people to process through not just uh, what's, what's going on and, and, and what the adversary is trying to create, divide in terms of the uh, things happening with officers and people of, of this governmental law enforcement, but also uh, what's happening with this, this virus. Lord, we actually have the power to position ourselves to heal the land. Um, Lord, so I ask, Lord, that we position ourselves, you know, just don't, don't live in compromise, but reestablish our covenants, reestablish our trust. Do, we vowed some things, return to our vows, return to our commitments, return to our sanctification, return to holiness, return to operating in a, in a place where we can be agents of change and healing and hope. Uh, Lord, uh, we, uh, we just thank and praise you for, you know, having the wisdom to guide us. And we trust you, Holy Spirit, to guide us through. We ask that everyone uh, open themselves up to his guidance. Uh, God has taken the foolish things of the world and can bound the wise. So we believe, Lord, that we won't uh, uh, look through the lenses of God's wisdom uh, from the lenses of a fool. Uh, so we just thank and praise you for... Uh, just a, a return to harmony, a turn to, ter, return to agreement, return to healing, return to hope, um, but also a safer environment. Say no weapons formed us against us can prosper, but we believe that uh, uh, the eyes of the understanding to be enlightened for those that are, are trying to incite division, intentionally, strategically trying to pull us out of position. Lord, so we ask, Lord, that the eyes of their understanding are light. And, Lord, we ask you forgive them. Lord, you said, you know, you forgive us if we forgive those that have trespassed against us. We forgive them. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen.